Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast. Now, I should probably address that the best member of the podcast is not here. Uh, she's unfortunately unwell as Katie Fairman, so uh, we wish her the very best in getting better. I think she's just got a cold, and uh, so yeah. Uh, we want her back very soon. Fingers crossed with a bit of chamomile tea or whatever she's having. It'll sort her right out. Tommy, though, you've turned up. How are you? I'm good. Uh, just buzzing after a scintillating day of Friday practice. I really, you know, I was so happy not to have a qualifying session today. Just, I just back to normal practice. It was wonderful, wasn't it? For those of you that don't understand <laughs> British humour, that was sarcasm. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a very different day, wasn't it, Tommy, after Silverstone? Of course, we were there at the British Grand Prix. Uh, lots of things that came out of it, the format, of course, the things that happened as well during the race. Uh, and then we came back to, we came back, went to, to Hungary today. And it's just back to back to old normal stuff. Mm. Eh? So Something happened at Silverstone. Didn't, didn't hear yeah, about that. Yeah, not sure. Not sure. Actually, let's let's just get that out of the way because, of course, we are previewing the Hungarian Grand Prix, but it's worth kind of just very briefly glossing over the decision from Silverstone. Um, well, I say the decision, the fact that Red Bull protested after using Alex Albon as a dummy to go and basically recreate the the lines that Hamilton took through uh, through Cops Corner. That's generally uh, one of the craziest things I've ever heard a team do, I think. It, it it for me just smells of desperation like the whole they, thing is so desperate i know some people like obviously everyone knows my my allegiances but i mean i was it's just embarrassing they were just i was really disappointed from from red bull you know i obviously would love max to win the championship but the red bull were just acting like it was over that was the final race. Hamilton's won the title. And there's such a long way to go. Red Bull have got an amazing car. Just, you know, they they can very easily still win this championship. And it just seems, like you say, they were so desperate that all it seemed to have done is just embarrass them, distract, maybe distract Max a little bit. We'll find out. Although he, he seems back to his calm, cool self. Um, and just... Yeah, just a needless distraction uh, for no reason, really. Don't know what they were hoping to get out of it. Obviously, well, they well, wanted a race hoping, ban, but yeah, hoping for some sort of race ban or you know disqualification or things like that. But you know, it just you look through races years and years and years, and you don't see a team like this, especially protest what was already a penalty for a driver for something more than when I think it was very much considered as not exactly i mean obviously hamilton's fault but i don't know anyway it's uh, obviously everyone has their own opinions on it and we won't this isn't a podcast about that uh, there is a question from jack gore underscore t-r-r-y-t says do you think red bull will continue to fight the verstappen crash at silverstone or are they done now i don't think they have anything else to do really i think that's it like they've protested they have a right to protest a penalty and the stewards as far as i'm aware basically threw it out before they even sort of reviewed it they basically it basically didn't hit criteria did it for it to actually go through the appeal process uh the FIA sorry and yeah so there's nothing more they can do now <laughs> that's it it's done and thank goodness thank and god get on thank with god. 
a scintillating Friday practice. Yeah, let's talk about Hungarian Grand Prix weekend. Um, Ricardo41 from the Team WTF1 Discord asks, given that people often compare Hungary to Monaco, will we see a similar pecking order? Now, myself and Tommy were very, very hopeful uh, of Ferrari's um, uh, potential uh well up the grid uh finishing positions potentially some sort of pole position on the cards for tomorrow but after today it's been a little bit strange because hungary is obviously a very high downforce track a lot of slow corners a lot of things that you would imagine would uh link up with what the ferrari has shown its strengths for this season but <laughs> they've had a very mediocre friday haven't they maybe they're Maybe they're sulking, Tommy. Maybe they like sprint qualifying as well, and they just don't fancy don't fancy doing fast times in Friday because it's boring. Yeah, I know it's only Friday, but obviously they were still Monaco on that day. You on obviously it was Thursday in Monaco when when it was practice. You knew they were quick. They are not. <laughs> they are not quick. Um, they were eleventh and twelfth in practice too. I'd be surprised if they're that far down the order. Um, you've got like the Alpines were maybe tend to do a bit of glory running, don't they? And on Friday, I'd be surprised if they were up there. But yeah, I, well, we all expected it. Uh, I think they were, all our predictions were pretty much based on Ferrari hype and thinking that, you know, this is Monaco without the walls is the Hungarian cliche. And it's not been that way, uh, especially well, Mercedes as well were looking extremely strong. And of course they were, especially Lewis, really struggled in Monaco. Um, I'm sure Red Bull would have very much been hoping it was the same pecking order with Verstappen winning and Hamilton finishing down in seventh, but it is not looking that way at all. Not currently, but of course, as you say, only Friday practice. Anything can happen as we move over to a day that actually has any kind of... uh reckoning on the championship unlike uh british grand prix where we had action every single day uh you can tell that both of us kind of enjoyed the fact that every single day meant something but uh i don't think we also feel like the format we saw at the british grand prix was the final product either tommy i feel like we both kind of yeah there's there's tweaks to be made isn't there but I, i and i think both of us really enjoyed the fact that there was something happening of you know whether it's qualifying or whatever on each and every day and that was that was the good thing uh, about that especially from uh, being at the grand prix i don't know if it translated onto the, uh, the televisions as well but um certainly something that i hope they look at tweak uh, and whatnot because there's so many different formats they could try you know loads of different uh, formula racing series try all sorts of things super pole etc you know maybe there's a there's there's something there anyway we interrupt this wtf1 podcast for a very quick chat about our sponsor for this episode linkedin talent solutions Today, many small business owners are busier than ever because they are focused on managing and growing their business. They can't always spend the time they wish they could on recruiting. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has made it easier to find and hire the best candidates for free. You can get started by posting your job for free to reach LinkedIn's network of over 30 million professionals in the UK. Fill out targeted screening questions to get your role in front of the most qualified candidates with the experience, skills and motivation you need. Then use simple tools to filter and prioritise the top candidates you'd like to interview. LinkedIn Jobs will help you hire the right person for your role and your first job post is free. Just visit linkedin.com slash WTF1. Again, that's linkedin.com slash WTF1 to post a job for free. 
Terms and conditions apply. Right, let's get back to the podcast. Moving on back to Hungary. Uh, vid for Hazam. You won't like this question, Tommy. Uh, Sonoda is underperforming. Do you think he will get dropped if he continues this form at the end of the year? I, I wondered what you were doing Just there, and I realised you didn't want to listen to the, the question. You can see the sheet, <laughs> though. But, uh, of course, Yuki Sonoda having a, a lovely little crash in or crash today, uh, flying into the barriers at turn four. Yes, um, not the first time he's gone arse first into a barrier and destroyed the gearbox. Yeah, there wasn't as much wobbling this time of the not rear wing. Twerking, of course, yeah. Anything else. Um, yeah, it was... I, I don't. I, th- I think the, the likes of Helmut Marco, etc., will be running out of patience a little bit with Yuki Tsunoda, especially now with you know. There's so much talk about the cost cap and every single pound matters in the in the grand scheme of you know developing the car for next year and so on. But if you're constantly replacing parts, that comes out of the budget, uh, and that means you can't develop uh, the Alpha Tauri as much going into next year. So you know, I, th- I think Yuki Tsunoda, with the crashes he's had already this year, it's cost maybe the team a million, two million. We don't know with the exact uh, numbers and whatnot, but constantly crashing, not getting the results as well. Doesn't look very good for him, does it? No, it's not looking great. I mean, he's, like you say, it it wouldn't even matter if, because let's be honest, Kvyat wasn't, um, like Gasly was unbelievable last year uh, and is really good this year. You know, he's been, seemingly top six pretty much every qualifying session without fail it seems and Kvyat had some obviously great moments but he he was kind of you know a little little way off Gasly so there would be no harm in Sonoda just you know even if he's just maybe picking up 10th 11th 12th and just building his way up getting his confidence back but every time he seems to have a decent performance He's having another crash and, you know, destroying the car. And when you need every bit of practice, we, we go back to the sprint thing. And obviously the, the, the excuse uh, in the sprint qualifying format was he doesn't have enough practice. Um, he said himself, this is going to be really difficult for the rookies because they don't have a lot of time to get the car set up and prepare and do all of that stuff uh, and really sort of like dial in the car and get used to it. So binning it at the start of FP1 and pretty much missing the entire routine of Friday practice is not what you want to do uh, when you do have two hours of practice this time to, you know, because if he's, if he's in a good, gets a good qualifying result at the end of the day, Hungary, I'm sure we'll go into it, is very difficult to overtake. Um, so, you know, if he's, if he's getting 11th, 12th, maybe even the top 10, you know, he's, he's on for a great result and that's all he needs. He just needs to be solid and show that he can, you know, what, like progression, if anything, but that's the, that's the problem. It's, it's the crashes that are more of a concern because like you say, in this cost cap era, it's costing them a lot every crash is really bad for, for these teams. Yeah, it, it definitely is. And, you know, you say about this progression and Yuki has had some good results this season, but 
he's not performing well enough that crashes are affordable. Like if he was beating Gasly half the time and then having the crashes he's had, then I think Helmut Marco and the you know the the, the Red Bull team would be like, look at Max, fine. look at Max Verstappen. Yeah, exactly. He had these conversations. You know, he had I think it was yeah like seven crashes in a row or something, and a lot of people were getting on his back, but I think most people with a brain were like, well he's a really 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 good driver you can yeah. tell he's getting amazing results and as soon as he cuts out the crashing he's be he will be unbelievable and he's proving that now whereas Sonoda like you say he, he's not at that stage of a career yet where they can just be like oh well at least you know if you hadn't put it in the wall you'd have been fifth or, exactly. or something he's just yeah. not there so Okay, so enough Yuki slander, but um, yeah, it's it's not looking great for him at the moment. Um, after such a promising start to the season, uh, it it doesn't seem to be going his way at the moment. And we know what the Red Bull program's like. We know that they are cutthroat, and unless he really picks his eye, you know, picks up his performances, I, I yeah, I'm concerned his fate might be similar to what Albon had last year. Um, Next question, Ludo Logist 2014. If Lewis gets pole with the aid of Bottas and Merck take the lead in the team championship this race, do you think Valtteri Bottas will be safe in his seat? I don't think it's as simple as if Valtteri has a good race, they'll keep him, or he has a bad race, they'll get rid of him. I think there's much more strategy going in to the decision that they'll make as to who partners Lewis next year. I think it really does depend on Bottas's consistent performances and also George's consistent performances, although it's quite difficult to really get a, a massive reading into, you know, how good George actually is when he's up against Nicholas Latifi. Of course, he's had that one wonder drive in Bahrain, which, you know, <laughs> no one would ever really be able to have a pre-audition to a seat that they want in, you know, in the history of Formula One. But he's had that, which may well uh, stand him in good stead. But it really, I think it's more about the fact if Mercedes are willing to take the risk. You know, we've spoken about this before. Are they willing to sacrifice a potential, you know, a Bottas that turns up most weeks, is pretty much on the pace within undercut range, doing very much what Red Bull want Perez to do? Do they risk that to then bring George in up, you know, against Lewis? Because there's, there's ways in which it could work in because obviously they need a number one driver when Lewis retires. So is it a good thing if George comes in next to Lewis, learns everything that a seven, eight time, whatever world champion has to offer within the team? Would it be more beneficial for him to be alongside him, even if potentially there'll be a few wheel banging moments? That's the thing. There's so many scenarios they have to take on board and they just have to decide which strategy they want to go with, the safe one or the risky one. Yeah, this seat is so complicated and... It just seems to change every single interview I see. Every single is constantly changing. I mean, in the last race, Bottas jumped out of the way of Hamilton when he needed to. Obviously, he wasn't particularly spectacular in the race. We were obviously very critical, saying, How on earth has he not won that race when the two have collided, uh, as in Max and Lewis? Yeah. Um, but, you know, he, he jumped out of the way, he gave him the slipstream I think he needed in qualifying. He jumped out of the way when he needed to. He also, there was a video of him even checking Hamilton's car for damage, which yeah, shows, that was... shows that they're ready just to basically, they they now know that Bottas wants, will, will want to stay in a race-winning car and they can tell him whatever the hell they like and make him do whatever they want because 
he wants to stay in a Mercedes, not be in a Williams or an Alfa Romeo. So, um, so then after that, I was kind of like, no, in this championship where Hamilton needs every point he gets, maybe it is the sensible decision that Hamilton, you know, does have that backup driver. Um, could they trust George with that? Maybe George is more more of a sensible driver, but it is a risk. Um, but then you see interviews where uh, I think F1 shared a clip where they're talking about you want the deal done by the summer break and George can't stop laughing and it makes you wonder if he knows something already because he's giggling away like um, very awkwardly to the point where obviously you can draw your own conclusions from anything. It could genuinely just be like, I don't want to talk about this or, but obviously a lot of people have taken the conclusion that like, surely he knows something if he goes into a fit of giggles every time they uh, ask him about the Mercedes seat. So (laughs) yeah, it's It's so uh, difficult. Um, We all become sort of, you know, behavioral psychologists, don't we? When uh, we watch interviews like that, we're like, Oh, we know exactly what he's thinking he's got the driver he hasn't got the drive but uh, that's the beauty of it all we don't know i think the timing as well is really um is a really interesting one when they choose to announce it because they don't really want to obviously destroy bottas's morale when he could be such a crucial player in this championship yeah because lewis needs every point he has you know if they (laughs) We saw Bottas blocking Hamilton in Spain or whatever. You know, if things turn sour and they don't, I doubt Bottas would do that again. But, you know, he could just be like, oh, well, screw it. You know, and say they've sacked him in the final race and Bottas is winning and Hamilton second. He might be like, no, you're not having the championship. I'm going to win. And imagine the drama of that. So, oh, God, Netflix just be absolutely drooling over that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's yeah. a very interesting point. I think we've you know mentioned it before when people are asking, you know, are we going to hear by the British Grand Prix who Mercedes are going for? Is it going to be George? It doesn't make any sense for Mercedes to make that decision, especially if they're getting rid of Bottas, to make it anytime soon. So you know they'll mm. they'll push this as long as they possibly can into the season, in my opinion. Um, right, next up, uh, we've kind of mentioned it already, but we'll do it again. Andy Cianiello, Friday feeling a little bit anticlimactic for you without Quali. Yes, the end. Uh, well, yeah, I think there's no surprise, really. Uh, I think I think it was even more of a shock today. I've, obviously, everyone knows I'm not the biggest fan of practice, but I think even more today, after being on the back of that weekend where we got a glimpse of what Formula One could be like, where we get action every single day, and I'm sure the comments are flying in now, me saying this, and it's like, oh, but qualifying should reward the best driver and that's fastest and all this stuff it's not perfect but you literally get qualifying on a race they even delayed it so people could watch it and i know it doesn't help for for people in new zealand and stuff and they're saying you know people saying oh it's at 4 a.m because they're delaying it for europe so people can get home in time to watch it but it's one of those things where they can't please everyone. So please, please us. <laughs> no, joking. But yeah, it's, yeah. Today today felt flatter than normal for a practice session, I think, just because we came off the, the high of Silverstone of, you know, it wasn't the greatest race in the world, the sprint race, but it was something 
that you got on that day and we had an amazing qualifying session on the friday whereas today we just had two ham but vers and about 20 podcast questions asking about silverstone instead of today so clearly it's not it's not exactly <laughs> thrilling anyone is it uh, especially you i can tell it you you you're, you're upset and uh, it's it's sad to see, you know, you don't want to see the founder of WTF1 upset because, you know, the memes just aren't then that happy. Right, Tommy, apparently you have a wholesome story in this sheet. So uh, please fill us in. I do have a wholesome story. So um, congratulations to Daniel, oh. Daniel and Veronica from Slovakia. They are two massive Formula One fans. We've featured, they're both artists, followers on WTF1. We featured some of their work before. They were at uh they're at the Hungara Ring this weekend and they met Sebastian Vettel at the airport and Daniel gave Sebastian Vettel uh a note uh like, like they met him got autographs and stuff and he gave him a note to say I'm proposing to my girlfriend at this time would you like to come and Sebastian Vettel actually turned up so he proposed to her Thursday night outside the circuit and obviously Vettel had this note and Vettel turned up. So they had their engagement. They got photog- like there's some, they took some photographers over and proposed. She said yes. And then they got to celebrate their engagement with their favorite driver, which is absolutely awesome. So that is just so, so cool. And there's really not, there's awesome. not many, well, drivers I mean, not many do that. Well, yeah, I mean, there's not many drivers, let alone world champions, that would uh, turn up to something like that. And uh, that's that's awesome. I saw the video, actually. We did share it on our Twitter, didn't we? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. that video is very, uh, very wholesome indeed. So, uh, yeah, congratulations yeah. To, to the pair of you. And, uh, well, I think that day they'll never forget, will they? So I know. Imagine just, like you say, just maybe a little bit of a cheeky message thinking, he probably won't show up, but, you know, just yeah. drop the invite there. And then he's actually... There, like, turns up, like, so hey guys, good. it just what, what a so guy, good. what a guy, Sebastian Vettel. What a hit. It's, it's just Seb story after Seb story at the moment, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's very like, true. Uh, it's amazing. So, uh, yeah, we don't deserve Sebastian Vettel for sure. Right, moving on. Let's uh, do a quick reminder of our predictions for the Hungarian Grand Prix. <laughs> a terrible pro Ferrari prediction. <laughs> so, I went for Charles Leclerc podium, which I think, you know, it's not as bad. We'll go with a Leclerc podium. Anything can happen. Uh, and Lando Norris gets his second out of top five finish. McLaren didn't look great today. So no. potentially. Um, Tommy? <laughs> I went for Charles Leclerc pole, which is very unlikely, I think. Uh, but Hamilton takes the champ- t- championship lead. I kept saying championship and then saying title. Uh, yeah, championship lead, which potentially that look that's looking I mean, all rather good. Win, right. And uh, win. Is he six points? Is it six points behind? Seven points I behind? I thought it was eight. Oh, it was eight. It was eight. Yeah. Okay. Well, if it's, yeah, if it's Hambot there. Win and fastest he's, lap. He's definitely maybe. done it. So, yeah, I, I can see that happening personally. Okay. I'll see. Uh, Katie, of course, who is unwell, not joining us today. Her two predictions were Russell Q3 and both Ferraris top five in the race. Hmm. <laughs> we all went ham on Ferrari. We really have. We, we've. Uh, this isn't the ultimate jinx, I think, if they are horrendous this weekend. We've all said they're going to do well. Yeah. Uh, the fans went for uh, Bumblebot30 said Valtteri Bottas win. Looked quite good in practice today. 
but Always Bottas is good in practice. <laughs> that many means times. Hamilton. Actually, just just to mention it, I, I know he will say this, but Ted was saying that Bottas um, apparently was still sort of being like, "No, I'm still in this title hunt." You know, it's oh, yeah, absolutely possible. And I'm just thinking, like, you literally let Hamilton by in the last race. You're like fifth guess, in the championship. Yeah, if you're behind Lando Norris, and also like. You, you can say that, but you know, if you're already basically there to check your teammates' car for damage, you're not. You're not a championship number yeah, he's fourth one driver. in the championship right now with 108 points, and Verstappen is on 100 and 185, so he is 77, if I'm correct, points behind. Which well, is... I guess if this next prediction comes true, that's the only way that Valtteri is getting a championship challenge. <laughs> and that one is LFC underscore Luke one with feel like there's going to be another incident with Max and Lewis. I mean, Not he'll need a few of them, won't he? To, uh, to get back in the hunt. I don't and... feel like there's going to be, I don't feel like there's going to be a big incident, but I wouldn't be surprised if one or squeeze. the other. Yeah. A squeeze, squeeze pushing them wide onto the, onto yeah. the runoff or the, the, yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't surprise. It's just, yeah. If they're, on the front row of the grid. I mean, just <laughs> sign us up with the popcorn. Yeah. And finally, Noah G31, both Williams make it into Q2. We'll see. We'll see. With Sonoda crashing every time, then maybe uh, there's, there's an opportunity for Latifi, Latifi and his tank getting into Yeah, into. that was a very strange uh, pre-weekend <laughs> activity for him to do. But uh, there you go. Tommy, final thoughts? Bring back Sprint. <laughs> Amazing, because I feel like the, the F1 community were very split on the sprint stuff. Some people really enjoyed it, maybe almost leaning towards more negative. Uh, I'd be curious to know people's thoughts now. Now we've now we've sort of yeah got actually presented with something because I know I know everyone. There's a lot of people that were like, "Well, nothing happened in the sprint," but now we've gone back to it, and you've back to yeah. that whole day where it doesn't matter then i'd love to know what how do we feel you think how do we feel? Know in the comment section below what you think i'm sure you will <laughs> we'll think, yeah i'm sure you already have so if you haven't please do um and that's it guys we'll, we'll be back for tomorrow uh, with the quali watch along uh, it'll be myself and katie hopefully because you're at the silverstone classic hopefully katie's better otherwise it's a solo watch along with me <laughs> so if i'll be there in the media center well, maybe i might yeah. have to Oh, yeah. Find him from the media microphone or something. That'd be yeah, good. Murray Walker style. Um, yeah, that'd be good. But uh, enjoy Silverstone Classic tomorrow, Tommy. Um, of course, everybody enjoy qualifying tomorrow. The race, Internet's Best Reactions back on Sunday. Podcast again on Monday. Lots of content coming your way. So, uh, yeah, we'll see you very soon. Bye. Bye.